Welcome to the Conversation of Money podcast. I am your host, Peter Komalafe. This is where we talk about money and all things personal finance, where we help you make the best financial decisions possible because money is a tool and life is for living. Often in life, and this could be in work personally as well, what tends to happen is you might have to get to a point where you have to deal with conflict. Now, personally, I'm not necessarily very good at dealing with conflict. I'm a person of two extremes. So I either deal with it like diplomatically or I go the opposite way in dealing with it, which all isn't necessarily right. I mean, diplomatic is probably where you want to go. Uh, but the younger me oftentimes would not think about the diplomatic side. It would just go to all out war. And some of that has actually carried over into adult life as well. And so in this episode of the podcast, because it is something that everyone has got to deal with, whether you're working for you for an employee or you're running your own business or you're just dealing with life generally, conflict is one of those things that you have to deal with. And so this episode, I'm joined by the Genoa sisters who are going to talk us through maybe just a little few tips on how you can actually deal with con- conflict resolution in a way that is thought out and isn't the extreme of me just going to war. And I can give it a prime example of this uh, in my personal life a bit later on. This literally just happened yesterday. And in my head, I was like, all that war, it's my house. You're not going to tell me what to do. The changes aren't structural. But anyway, let's get to the Genoa sisters. Amrit and G, welcome to the podcast. Hi, morning, Pete. Morning, Pete. A pleasure, Pete, seeing you this morning. (laughs) How are you both? We're great. We're great. And yeah, just excited to speak to you today. Good, good. And by the way, thank you so much for coming to the book launch, by the way, because I know it was kind of like, a little detour out of your way on the day, but it was really nice to have you there and um, to have you showing support as well. So thank you. No, a pleasure to be invited. Thank you so much. And we love the buzz and the energy that was around the book launch. It was fabulous. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. So to get us started, why don't you just give us an introduction to you both, starting with Amrit. What do you do? Who are you? How does this, what do you actually do? Let's talk about that actually as well. Yeah, sure. I'm Amrit. So I'm half of the sisters. Do you know a sister? I'm the eldest. Um, and I am a realization and fulfillment coach. Um, so that's what I do. Life coaching. I'm a certified Jay Shetty coach and work with entrepreneurs um, to help them with accountability, uh, mindset, personal growth, anything that they're sort of stuck on in their personal lives and, and digging a lot deeper. Um, and yeah, G and I also run workshops, monthly workshops for our uh, you Blossom, We Blossom community, which we love. We pick a topic every month. Um, you have guest speakers on there. So, yeah, we absolutely love that. So, yeah, about giving back <laughs> as much as possible. And G? Yeah, I'm G Denoa. Uh, I wear many hats. So I'm the, as Amrit said, the other half of You Blossom, We Blossom. Um, I'm also a published poet raising awareness on domestic violence and mental abuse. So giving educating others on topics that are purposeful and could give meaning to for people to change their life is something we really believe in the core of of who our company is um and yeah and i've been in the corporate world for many years been a mentor in the past and uh, still get involved in bespoke contracts uh, internationally which they could be events or interna- uh, construction projects brilliant that's great and i know that Kind of within you blossom, we you we blossom, you blossom. You work with uh, C-suite individuals, that kind of stuff. Tell us a little bit more about that. 
Yeah, so we've uh, really supported um, entrepreneurs and companies and business owners with uh, soft skills and helping helping them feel more empowered to deal with situations just like what we're going to speak about today, conflict resolution, but also putting themselves first. So one thing that we always believed our motto for You Blossom, We Blossom was it always starts with you before it can become the we. So we really try and focus with people to look at their inner self and get clarity before they can collectively support others so that's um and that's been working fantastically for people to start realizing the importance of things in their life and prioritizing that's interesting talking about the focus on you so Mm -hmm. talking about conflict resolution how common is it with the entrepreneurs and the people that you work with is it something that they tend to struggle with because like i say for me i don't like dealing with conflict but when I do, finding that middle space, it, it, it's effort. Because my natural mm-hmm. inclination is all-out war, rebellious, I'm not going to be told what to do, blah, 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 blah. And then the logical side of my brain kind of kicks in. It's like, okay, right, take a step back, hear the other side, and then try to kind of find that middle ground and try and be diplomatic. But it's not something that naturally comes to me. I'm very, very stubborn. I'm extremely stubborn, always have been ever since I was a kid. The teacher used to tell me he's so obstinate, he doesn't like being told what to do. That's just me through and through. But that doesn't often pay off when you're in the workplace or in business. Yeah, totally. And I think I want to say, Pete, first of all, the fact that you know this now, that self-awareness is so important because maybe years ago you weren't aware of that. So you may have initially reacted to a situation, maybe frustration or anger, and then may have said something that you regretted um, later on down the line. But the fact that you know this now um, and you know there's there's different ways of being and trying to find that middle ground um, for us and it, it may sound so obvious, but it's the the listening that's so important. I think we live in a world where everyone wants to say something. Um, you know, sometimes we're not even listening when someone's talking to us. We're so eager to get our own point across. But actually taking that step back, exactly what you said, and giving people that space to openly share what they need to say and to not retaliate or uh, react straight away, um, we find it is really powerful um, and showing that empathy. Yes, it's not always easy, but it is something that needs to be practiced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just wanted to say in regards to, you know, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're a leader within a business um, and, you know, even mentioning the traits such as stubbornness, they're all actually quite good traits to have to be successful within reason. So as an entrepreneur, on majority of cases, you're your own decision maker. So to actually know that you want to pursue your idea has actually contributed towards your success. So this is kind of where we come forward and just say, hang on a minute, there's a softer way of doing this. There's a softer way of winning um, and you can still support the other and carry you both along the journey towards success. Um, and, And I think it's something as an entrepreneur it is you yourself and I sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's your vision, it's your mission. Um, and along come others that want to support you, but may not know the best way to support you. And that's where a conversation takes place as opposed to emotion taking over. Mm. So you, you talked about soft skills a bit earlier on. What are soft skills and how does that come into the equation? So soft skills, uh, a fine example, well, one would be listening, 
empathy is a massive one. Empathy is something that a lot of us uh, say we're empathetic towards someone, but yet we still give someone our opinion. But in uh, in my opinion, <laughs> empathy <laughs> is more so when you uh, when you listen and actually almost like a coach, you guide that person towards uh, what they are trying to say without overtaking them. So empathy and actually being honest. Empathy is also about being honest when you actually say, I appreciate where you're coming from. I personally haven't experienced that. That's also empathy rather than when you're telling someone, I know how you feel. And they might not have a clue of what you've been through. And mm -hmm. personally, for me, that would be a frustrating point. You could be kind of stirring someone yeah. the wrong way when you say, I know, yeah. um, when you don't know. <laughs> that that boy, that does get on, like, as in you've mentioned it before, yeah. you're not keen on that. Um, and also just showing compassion mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think compassion. There was another word that was in my mind, but I think it's just gone out of, but oh, actually I was going to say in relation to coaching, um, how, uh, when I have one-to-one -one coaching clients, um, entrepreneurs, um, they very, I think sometimes they're a bit uncomfortable be, by being given that space to talk mm. initially. Um, and, by giving a non-judgmental space as well is so important because like what you said, saying I know, yeah. you're kind of judging or already putting on your own opinions yeah. and your own life experiences into that situation. But we don't know. Um, and actually, that's another form of not listening. I, I know I know, we might we use that word quite a lot, but it, it's vital. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think coming from a non-judgmental space is crucial for what we do as well because um, yeah. It, it just it, it's almost like a blank canvas when you start off a conversation mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting talking about listening because I think it feels as though listening is like one of the things that we should be doing but sometimes it's the hardest thing to do as in to really really tune into what's being said because mm -hmm. I don't know about you but it's one of the situations where you hear words and you're automatically thinking about the response as opposed to waiting yeah. And that takes a little bit of, um, I guess, self-awareness and d personal development to get to mm -hmm. the point where you can actually really listen to what's being said in the post to coming back. And I think as human beings, we're automatically set to respond immediately. And Absolutely. that isn't necessarily listening. And that's often hard. And in the professional space, I had to learn how to do that when I was managing my own team in Canary Wharf because unfortunately people do bring, or I say unfortunately, people bring, you know, personal life to work. And that is the hardest thing to deal with sometimes. And mm -hmm. managing that effectively so it doesn't become a point of conflict, it's actually really important in the workplace. And oftentimes that's where people don't feel as though they're being valued because they don't understand. They don't listen. They don't know where I'm coming from. You talk about empathy and empathy is very, very different to sympathy as well. So that yeah. that art of listening becomes really, really important. And I just want to say, I think if we were beings that were listening often and consistently, then that personal situation that usually surfaces in the corporate world or within a company could become less, what's the right word, conflicting because 
it becomes a normal way of talking about things, you know, and this is where me and Amrit always say, focusing on you first, because we don't want you to bring that stuff into the company. And it's because sadly, people come forth with you're not listening to me, or I've got stuff going on at home, because it's got to the it's got to the point where they now need support. But if you're often listening, if you're often supporting each other collectively, um, it wouldn't get to the point where they need extra support if that makes sense so if you're giving regular support I think that is a healthier way of being where you know you know how each other is being and me and Amrit said you know we is something we 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 teach companies is have that time where you do talk about personal share personal within your team and let everybody know what's going on so it doesn't become a surprise and it doesn't become uh, overpowering to the whole team because someone's personal circumstances overtake other people's you know somebody could have fab momentum and then along comes someone who kind of brings the team down um but if you're if you're supporting each other in a regular basis and then you know that you know so-and-so needs extra help right now because we know they're struggling because just for example say one of their parents is not well so we know that they that we might just support them in that situation so I think um listening talking communicating these are skills that should be happening regularly as opposed to oh my gosh we have a situation that needs to be dealt with now yeah Mm. yeah I'll give I'm gonna I'm gonna share what happened yes. to me yesterday? Because I'd love yes. to get your We're intrigued. Your We're intrigued, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, the house that I live in essentially uh, was built on a development. We have like a, a management company that deals with the running of the estate. Mm-hmm. So we were the first people to move in on this section of the development, essentially. And I've got my my electric car, got my Tesla, put the charging port right outside my front door, bomb. Because unfortunately, the interface for the electricals outside the front door so it's the only place you could go my garage is round the back so got a letter through yesterday saying you hadn't applied for uh planning permission for your uh electric port to go onto the wall and it's like well it's not a structural change so it's just a port that goes in to support my charge anyway they're talking about health and safety and cables and all this kind of stuff and my initial reaction was it's my house (laughs) i pay the mortgage (laughs) for it you're not going to tell me where I can and cannot place my charging port because my car needs to be charged and mm-hmm. that's the only place the charger can actually go. And so for me, the initial reaction was no. If you tell me no, well, tough, it's going to be all out war. Then I was like, I got a second. Calm down a minute. Like, hear them out. And they were talking about, you know, it's cables and health and safety and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I'm like, okay, I can see exactly where you're coming from, but it's like, mm-hmm. you're going to ask me to jump through hoops. You're going to tell me that it can't be there. You're going to ask me to move it. And I kept asking the question, will you tell me or at least provide some kind of, um, I guess, alternative mm-hmm. to the position where it is right now? And if I yeah. do have to move it, if it requires for the junction box to be moved, Who's going to pay for that? So that's the situation that I find myself in at the moment, which in my head, initial reaction, all out war, conflict, let's go for it. It's my house, my mortgage, I'm paying for it. I'm not going to be told where this could actually be. But actually listening to the woman and talking to her about, look, it's my job to be able to make sure that everyone's doing okay and everything is in in place. And it's not all perfect where we live because there are issues all over the place, right? Mm -hmm. But I found that listening to her a little bit kind of, 
calmed me down in my initial approach of, they're not going to tell me what I'm going to do with my house or where my charger basically goes. But it will be interesting to know your thoughts. Do you find that kind of stuff, people dealing with it and the reaction that they initially have? Oh, absolutely. It's like the, the chimp reaction, right? That we, we straight away want to, you know, react, emotion, throw our toys out the pram. It is a normal human behavior. And it's only when you start focusing on personal growth that you start realizing um, that there are alternative ways to deal with something. And, you know, you kind of hit it on the head where you said it was through listening to her reasoning that you actually calmed down, that you actually thought, hang on a minute, it's maybe just not all about how you saw the situation, that you started seeing the way she was looking at it. Um, and I think, you know, you, uh, your response absolutely seems right. You know, you're looking for an alternative solution. Um, personally, I would have said, well, let's do a risk assessment. Um, being in the trade of where we have cables going, I would have said, okay, there's, um, there's ramps you can do to make it safe for pedestrians. So again, there's alternatives. If you do a risk assessment, which could avoid the kind of repositioning of the, the the service of itself. So again, see, I, there's different options that I'm suggesting and there's different options that she suggested. So I think that only comes through listening and being open. So, you know, the fact that you were open on that call surprised you, but that isn't that amazing that you were actually prepared to listen? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it takes me back to, you know, when I was in my 20s or so, if, if someone said something wrong, like something that I didn't like, it was immediately defensive war. I'm not being going to be told what to do and all that kind of stuff. And I think it does come with with maturity that you kind mm -hmm. of, you learn to listen to people. You learn that actually things can't be dealt with by going head first into the conflict with mm -hmm. this is my situation. I'm not going to be willing to listen yeah. to anything you have to say. And I don't care what you have to say. And, you know, being older now and thinking about, you know, what I do and, and business and, Perhaps people that follow me who are self-employed, who are running businesses or are in a workplace where they're looking at career progression. This is a really important topic because mm -hmm. if anything, the one thing that I've learned will hinder you in the corporate space. It isn't just your performance. It's how you come across people by people. That's Definitely. the one thing I have learned. And if you come across as obstinate, stubborn, you come across as you're not pliable in terms of being able to shift move with people and with circumstances you automatically get kind of like a black mark against you you get mm -hmm. written off and that oftentimes in the corporate space and the business space is very very hard to repair yeah it's all about reputation right like you said um how you come across it's it's so easy to tarnish that um with one um event or mm -hmm. circumstance um so yeah i think we yeah we encourage just yeah just put yourself how you want to come across um don't say anything that you are going to regret right later on in life um but i think yeah you dealt with that really well and what you mentioned how you were in your 20s it's, you know, life is all about personal growth. And you over those years, you may have worked deeper on certain situations and uncovered a bit more about yourself. You know, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, so sometimes where we are at certain situations, um, it basically 
our reaction is different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, like, you know, we're human. If I've been angry in the past, sometimes now I look back and I'm like, why was I angry at that time? And it's because I wasn't feeling good in myself. Um, mm -hmm. Something might, something might have happened on that day. Or, you know, I'm just going to give an example. Like, um, I, I remember my mum was cooking some food once. And, and, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to say this because it has stuck in my mind because I learned quite a lot that day. And I was trying to eat healthy. Um, and I'd, we'd gone over for lunch and you were there as well with little one, uh, G's daughter. And I was like, I'm not, ha I'm not having this. Like, I think it was a fish finger sandwich. There was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it was nothing glamorous, <laughs> nothing glamorous. But I think because I was trying to avoid like fried food and bread and all of that. Um, and my reaction to my mum, which wasn't normal how I'd speak to her, but because I was trying to eat salad and chicken and all of this stuff, and actually deeply, I probably didn't want to be eating that food all the time as well because it gets boring, right, mm -hmm. just eating. So I think I responded in a quite ungrateful way. Um, and then G's little one was probably seven at the time, maybe, maybe even six. six yeah. yeah. And then she put me in my place. And honestly, I we learned so much from kids. The response, I can't remember exactly, but she sort of put me in my place. Um, yeah, do you remember what she said? I think said? she said to them in, in a roundabout way, I think she told them to talk it out. Yeah. That it yeah. wasn't acceptable the way they behaved, yeah. neither of them. And she asked them to talk it out. And I remember her walking out the kitchen yeah. and just leaving them to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's yeah. amazing. The thing I'm is, honest... the kid, kids say the funniest things sometimes. And some of the yeah. things that they say are just, it's exactly what, because they don't have that filter just yet. It's like, no, hang on no. a second. You did, it's, yeah, that's amazing. That's really, really yeah. cool. It, and it's true because honestly, they're so wise. We have so many other layers as we grow up and all our experiences, but they see it for what it is. And actually, I think what we said, sometimes in life, the older we get and the more experiences, we're trying to unlearn everything that we've learned as we grow up. So we honestly really value my niece and the wisdom that she has. And, and so many kids have it as well. So, yeah. <laughs> I think also... Um... Uh, sometimes we react a certain way when we feel misunderstood. So I think that's another big thing that I like we usually pick up on when we go in is that people are feeling misunderstood or they can't get their point across successfully. So that's another thing. Not knowing the tools and techniques is what we help them with on how to express themselves and how they can share with their team because a team is quite intimate. And me and Amrit always come into a company and treat them like a family. So, you know, whether we're dealing with a, a medium-sized company or a smaller team, they are a family. And something we always instill and, and share with them is communicate, connect it, connect with each other and then you become a community you've got to do those three things in order to be able to uh, successfully resolve conflict um conflict is not a bad thing conflict actually should be encouraged in in a in a very proactive way where you don't have to uh, let over um let emotion like override you you know you can have a difference of opinion and I love discussing with people's different opinion because they they give me something else to consider and think about and if we could encourage more people to approach and accept opinions and even conflict you know it just means we don't agree on the same thing and I and I you know as I've grown for my own personal growth that I've actually seen it as a positive 
And it's just changing and supporting people with a different mindset on what is actually conflict. Conflict is sometimes two people, maybe more, feeling very passionate about their personal opinion and not being able to compromise to come to a solution. Mm. And, and that let's just talk about the car and your services and the junction point. You know, you're like, this is where it is. <laughs> it's not moving. And and fingers crossed, Pete, it may not need to move. You might just need some ramps to kind of sort that out and done. <laughs> yeah. So getting on to tips and tools, what mm-hmm. would be maybe two or three things that people can kind of use when they find themselves in a situation where actually, you know what, I love the way you, you defined conflict, people feeling passionate about their own opinion. Because I think that's exactly what it is. You stick up for mm-hmm. what you believe in and people yeah. wholeheartedly believe this is what I think is right. And so that's where the different opinions can often butt heads. So what yeah. would be your top two, three tips to help people yeah. deal with this kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. So, um, yes, yeah, sometimes conflict can arise unexpectedly. So we do need to have some tools and techniques in our back pocket that we can kind of grab gravitate to uh, when we need to. So one that we share quite often is um, controlling your breath, actually, because our breath and the speed of our breath um, usually reflects the emotion Mm -hmm. that we're expressing. So if we're angry, frustrated, our breathing's going to be a lot faster, heavier. Um, Yeah, if we're worried or, you you know, the the speed will reflect uh, the emotion. So um, Obviously, we want to be calm as possible. So taking a few deep breaths in, just breathing in for like three seconds and then breathing out for three seconds, um, doing that two or three times just to compose yourself. You can mm-hmm. you can always. Um, so, yeah, you can do that sort of um, quietly to yourself. If something is getting a bit heated, um, just excusing yourself from the situation. So removing yourself mm-hmm. from the room or wherever you are and take you know, do a little bit of the breathing exercise outside if you don't feel comfortable in that, in that particular space. So that is, um, that's essential. Um, we, we tell each other that don't we sometimes if things are a a bit overwhelming or you feel like you've got too much on just actually just taking it back to the breath, you know, meditation, um, being in nature, it, it just kind of, it centers you. So, um, just sets you back into the place that you want to be so that's one um what about you and i think self-control so you know the self-control like what amrit was saying was excusing yourself or even just a pause you know if you don't have time to take a breath take a pause and also the power of may i get back to you on that you know just politely saying can i get and then and have your time to then reflect on what's just taken place but we automatically think that people expect a response from us, but sometimes we don't realize you can actually buy some time. And that time is the critical thing that will help you not get into a conflict sometimes as well. And um, I just want to share an example. Um, I um, This is a couple of years ago, a lady hit the back of my car and my daughter was in the car. Um, and you would think I would go straight, you know, heads on with mm-hmm. her, blah, blah, blah. I said to her, I said, why don't you turn your engine off now? take a few breaths and we'll talk about this in a few seconds. And she was so taken aback, but this is the level of growth I've had. Like yourself, Pete, I was a hothead. I would have a fight. (laughs) I would have a fight. If I was like 16, 17, 18, I was like, I'm not having this. Like I would have had a fight. I would have stood my ground. You know, I would, 
so yeah I used to get in fight with boys at school you know I, I was naughty I was like up for anything but <laughs> as I've grown and also you know thinking about it now being that role model for my daughter showing her how conflict mm. can be resolved in a very calm manner that lady was taken aback we we decided to deal with it without insurance companies being involved offline she was so grateful that she just paid the bill of when i got the car repaired and that is conflict resolution in in its most kind of pleasant way and and you know things happen she was late for work she got herself in the wrong gear and went forward instead of reverse like you know things happen um but even yeah and i think uh, this is how we like to deal with situations, yeah. even when we've had conflicting situations with builders. You know, um, yeah. he was expecting us to come and tell him off with the delays. I was like, here's, a, here's another spare pair of hands. How can I help? So yeah. that's the kind of thing that we like to promote, positive solutions towards a conflict. And I think that's what we love kind of sharing with people, the alternative ways of dealing with conflict, alternative ways of just communicating with one another, and then the positive ripple effect that has. Now, you know, that person now can go to work without feeling that they've just caused so much hurt and drama because a car is materialistic at the end of the day. I'm yeah. fine. My daughter was fine. We're all okay. She was okay. Yeah. Situation done. Yeah. And it's that's, that's a really good example that you gave there because I've had that exact I've had the, the exact same thing when I think back to it now. So mm -hmm. someone drove into my car last year. Two people drove into my car whilst parked last year within the space mm -hmm. of six months of each other. And it's like the first time round we were on a, we were on a film set. We were filming for a show, and one of the assistants on the show was he went on a run to get some stuff, came right. back. He was trying to reverse park. And he just reversed into the back quarter of my car. Oh, no. And my initial response was, what the is mm -hmm. going on? But I was like, okay, chill for a second. Yeah. And I went up to him and I said, are you okay? And little did I know, he was like, oh my God, the producer's going to kill me. I've, I'm going to lose my job. I'm not going to be called back tomorrow because they're all contractors at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. And he just felt, he came to me later on, he goes, <clears throat> thanks for not kicking off. Thanks for... Thanks for not kicking off because, yeah, I was a little worried then that I'd, I'd pissed you off. I'm going to piss the, the producer off. I'm going to piss, the, uh, piss off the person who's managing the shoot on the day. Right. That You've been really, really good. Thank you. Here's my details. We, we sorted it all out. But it, that's really important because my initial reaction is, you just drove into my car. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What are you doing? Are you blind? What the hell is going on? Type thing, right? That's yeah. my initial reaction. Of but course. I looked at his face and you could just tell he was horrified. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't, I shouldn't kick you off can't. here. Yeah. yeah. And you're so right. And I love how you dealt with that. And like you said, internally, you kind of expressed how you felt, like how you really felt. But, um, but yeah, you, you, you um you gave that guy some space mm -hmm. and um you know you're really compassionate about the situation i think g and i often have these conversations when we go into a supermarket or yeah. when we're dealing we went to a hairdresser's <laughs> not too long ago um and we could feel we go off energy yeah. quite a lot you know it sometimes conflict it's not even about communication it's the energy as well you can mm -hmm. feel it yeah. um it, you it can, can feel it when you walk into a room tension yeah, exactly yeah. that tension yeah so sometimes, even on the phone, right? When we when I call like um like a utilities company or say Apple support or something, 
I'll always ask them how they are on the other end. Um, it's not, I'm not doing it like, cause I have to do it. It's just natural. And they always get taken aback. Um, I'm sure there's lots of people that do it, but I don't think it's a common thing for a lot of people on the other end of the phone or even at a supermarket to be asked how, how their day is going. Sometimes people are like, oh, can't wait um, for the day to end or, you know, can't wait to finish your shift. And I'm like, oh, what would you like to be doing? Yeah. You know, the day's beautiful. We're lucky to be here. We're like, we're blessed to be here. Um, and sometimes just leave people with that thought mm. now and again and and yeah I think it's weird the conversations just change and you just see people's face sort of light up yeah. um yeah and and that's what me and you know if we could make positivity viral that's what me and Amrit I would say is the kind of mission that we're on because like Amrit was saying we've been to like say a beauty counter in a department store blah 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 that person does not want to be there. You can evidently see from their body language, from their lack of communication, eye contact. But me and Amrit will make an effort with them. And within that kind of, you know, less than five minute conversation and transaction, we can see them smiling because that's that we we don't want anyone to be in a workplace that doesn't want to be there we want to show them that they can enjoy being there and you can still have a bigger picture without showing other people that this isn't your bigger picture yeah and i think that is the most important thing in life we all have different chapters in our life and and let's just say different career paths different roles that we do but give it your 100% or the best you can and and don't let other people feel that you don't want to be there because that's the worst level of service you can ever give someone where you don't where you're reflecting I don't want to be here type of attitude because and one thing me and Amrit always say to each other we refuse to bounce back that negative energy and that's why we make that effort to see that they're smiling before we walk away from that transaction because if we're bouncing back they're never going to learn but if you're proactively teaching them through a transaction, through conversation, through, you know, one thing we've learned, people love talking about themselves. So <laughs> yeah. let them talk yeah. about yeah. themselves. Let them talk about themselves for a few minutes and maybe that will perk them up and maybe they will give the next person after us the better customer service that we didn't initially receive. So that's kind of where we kind of take things. I think in a way, because we love what we do, we're always doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, comes yeah. natural. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think what this feels like to me is um, you you drill down to the real base notion that at the end of the day, we're all people, we're all human beings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, money is important, career is important, business is important, but it's really important to understand the humanity in our interactions. And Absolutely. that is especially important when it comes to conflict. Yeah. And trying to find that common ground, maybe where the conflict actually lies, but remembering that there's humanity behind it should hopefully drive towards finding that middle ground, I guess, mm -hmm. is where we're ending here. And for people who are listening, how do they find you on social media if they want to go check you both out, G and Amrit? So we've actually just rebranded our website. So we'd love for people to check our website out. So it's www.ublossomweblossom.com. And they have all our contact details on there. Um, and then they can learn more about how we can support them, whether it's life coaching, whether they want us to work with their company to bring some soft skills and more energy in or however. So all our services are there. So we'd love for them to check out our website and, and get in touch if they feel we could work collaboratively together. 
Brilliant. That's great. So guys, if you're listening to this, um, I didn't say this earlier, but this is also available as a video on YouTube. It'll be up at 12 p.m. on Monday. Um, this is one that has always fascinated me. Like I said, I am extremely stubborn and it has served me extremely well in my career because I wouldn't have got the job in Canary Wolf if I mm -hmm. wasn't and aren't if, I, if I'm not as stubborn as I am because <laughs> they wanted someone who could just be told no, 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 and you'll still keep going back for more. Um, as I've got a little bit older, I've realized, well, actually, you can't carry that through life. You just can't. And um, I hope that if you've listened to this, if you've watched this, you've taken something a little bit uh, useful from it. It isn't a direct ISA or investment, but it is something that has something to do with how you're going to earn money, be that whether you are working within a business or whether you're actually trying to develop your own business and you know create your own empire. These are life skills that are so, so important. And I've gone through, I guess, a large portion of my life uh, dealing with conflict in a way that probably hasn't paid me too much dividend at all, because I know that there were circumstances that I could have handled better that would have turned out better. Um, and it's something that I still struggle with now. So I hope you found this useful. Uh, if anything, please leave comments down in the comment section on YouTube. If you have questions, I've also launched um, a submit your question part on my website. Go and submit questions there. I will do a podcast episode where I will literally dedicate it to your questions specifically. So make sure you submit a question. But I appreciate every single one of you. And thank you to Amrit and G for joining me. I will catch you next Monday.